let, let, let me let me show you my meat. See that right that? there is called arrachera. So that's like a Mexican flank steak that's grilled. This is uh, my, my, my mother-in-law's potato salad with um, avocado salsa on it. And then just some rice. I haven't eaten all day, so... Hello and welcome to the 55.1 podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I am joined uh, by the regular team these days by Mark Fangmeyer. Hello, sir. Howdy. Corey Shreppel, uh, in a uh, you're, you're taking, we, we all did the sleeveless thing last week and uh, you're, you're just wearing a tank top in the dark there. So, you know, it's... Does it feel yeah. good? Feel yeah. liberating? Mm-hmm. Looks good. Looks great. It, it feels good. And uh, still chewing because he's uh, coming off a meeting and coming onto the podcast. And uh, so I'm stalling until he looks like he's done chewing that piece. There we go. Rodrigo said, Chavaria. How are you, man? It's been a long day. Yeah. But well, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Right? Glad to, glad I to. mean, Corey's arms look like need some ink in it, but um, look at them guns. Would you, would you get some uh, some Dave Matthews uh, lyrics uh, <laughs> inked on your arms there? Just put like crash on this bicep and then into me on this one. Ooh, that would look good. My wife would divorce me immediately. Yeah, yeah. I, That's I would, hilarious. I would, uh, I would back her on that one. Can't you just put in one arm, can't you just put dog and then the other one's it sitter? <laughs> um... Yep. <laughs> so uh, we are going to talk about the Minnesota United loss to Sporting Kansas City two to one, um, uh, and we've got some questions at the end there. Um, you know, Minnesota um, come out of this now. Um, I, I guess the most the updated uh, standings are they are in third as of uh, Monday night when we're recording, but they've got one point eight six or one point eight three um, points per game. Uh, that's extra after six games. You know they they have not uh, won a regular season game in their last three because um, that was the group stage games of RSL Colorado and now this. Um, you know I, I think uh, one thing I want to set the premise for to remind everyone our listeners is like one of my goals is to not just uh, think everything is suddenly great when we win and everything is terrible when we lose. Um, so that said, uh, Mark, is everything terrible? No. Okay. Great. Good. I mean, yeah, no, we're still, I mean, we, we came out flat, but that's, I mean, after a little bit of a break and after coming out of the bubble and all that's kind of be expected a little bit. Um, well, yeah, no, well, I so mean, let me, let me start by asking you guys, cause we, we, I started to ask you this in, in our, um, pre-production and then sounded like there was no good answer. And I thought, let's just pause and I'll ask you and listen to your no good answer. Um, who was was there a player of the match for Minnesota United this game? Any of you? Uh, I mean, I would say for me, um, just be, probably he's been the player of the year so far. I'd say Ozzy again, just because I mean, I think going back, there was no better player, no better person on our team as far as connecting the back the defense to the offense for what little offense we had. I mean, I think Ozzy had like a 95% pass completion. And so, yeah, I mean, 
he wasn't he wasn't stand out awesome, but nobody was. So for me, he was my man of the match. Yeah, Rodrigo, do you have do you, do you have anyone? I mean, it's hard to argue with what Mark said because uh, if you look at his map of passing and everything, um, like he was not only in the middle, but he was also in our attacking third. So he was trying to create opportunities, which always scares me. But yeah, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> that's that, that's the thing. That's what scares me. It's like whenever he moves up, and as much as I want to see an Aussie go at Al Allianz as yeah. well, as I, 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 it just scares me because there's no one in that midfield that 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 can um, do the things he can do. And for me, for that reason, like I, I really thought that um, that Dotson proved again that he can't be benched. Right, he needs to be a starter. He was everywhere. He had a good shot on goal that should have gone in. Um, if you look at his his passing and his and his marking, he, he literally is like it's all over the middle of the field. And, um, and and back. So I think I think I think he's he's still progressing well. I think it, I, I'm glad that the um, the team is realizing that you know his better position right now is, is playing right and, and trying to figure out a spot on the field. So so Corey, do you have a do you have a nomination or sure? Not really. I mean, okay. Mark and Rodrigo pretty much nailed it. I mean, I always like Ethan Finley's hustle, but that. But he was off. You know, he had one shot in front of, in front of goal, but it was just kind of a lackluster well, kind had, of. He had two shots because he did get he did lead to the second the the only goal right, we had. But right, right, he right. Had that early shot, yeah, that that wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was close range, not a lot to do with it, but it yeah, it went right to the keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I won't even bother trying to uh, nominate someone. It, it was a weird game, um, you know. There's a lot. They're coming back from after this tournament. Um, it wasn't beautiful from Sporting Kansas City, other uh, either. Um, but w- I guess Mark, what was your what was your takeaway uh, from it? What was what was the thing that you want to focus on? Um, my my big takeaway was I was um, we finally finally after a year got to see Robin Lude on the right side. It's taken a year and he looked way more comfortable um, for the, what he was in there for about 30 minutes, I think. Um, and I mean, most of our, the chances that were created were coming from the right side from him. Um, and yeah, it was nice to finally see a player played in the position that he's always played his entire career and to see that he is a player that can play a position that he's played his entire career. So there was nice. Yeah, I, th- I thought I saw a couple other people. I think in our Patreon Slack, um, saying something similar, and I, I did not get a chance to go back and rewatch the whole thing. Um, but it, I, it was my uh, observation that nothing got better when the substitutes came in, and so I, I was kind of surprised by the. Maybe you were just kind of excited to see Lud in, in your favorite in in what you've been calling for for a, a year. But I didn't see a ton from him, and so like you, um, maybe I don't know if anyone wants to to add to that. What 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 did I miss um, for for Lou? Just just that comfortability. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, I'll say I, I agree with Mark. It was refreshing to see him there because you could tell that he looked comfortable and not just totally out of ideas that he that he is on the left. He looked like he was somebody who was starting to think about linking up with others and actually becoming a, a playmaker of sorts 
Um, he had a little bit more vision on the right side. I mean, I'm there. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but um, his passes were crisper. He was moving faster. His movement was more intentional when he was on the right side. Um, at least that was the vibe that I had. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he looked better. I would like to see more of that, especially if you're going to bring off somebody like Ethan Finley on the right. Um, bring on Lude on the right or start Lude on the right and then bring in Ethan at, as a sub and just wear down the back line. I don't know. I, I agree with Mark there that it was nice to see um, see him there. Uh, I would like to see uh, more of him there because he, he looks good on his national team in that, in that role. So, and one thing that I saw is that he looked way more comfortable working with Met. I mean, granted Metnair is better offensively than Chase, than Pedro is, but he looked way more comfortable on like the interactions where Metnair, like there'd be some overlap and Metnair would, uh, you know, head down to the goal line and then either, um, uh, and then Lude would kind of either go kind of central and on his, on his favorite left foot and then pass it over to Metnair or he would just kind of take it himself. He just looked much more comfortable being that he was, you know, able to use his favorite foot and everything else that went along with it. Yeah, I, I um, hereby suggest that um, Chase, when he's good, is called Pedro. And when he's bad, it's called Chase. Either that or when he's defending, he's called Chase. And when he's attacking, he's Pedro. So th- those are my... I'll, I'll put that out there. Um, it's uh, or is it only Pedro when he's doing spin moves? Yeah, yeah. Or that's like the it's like Jekyll and Hyde, right? You can see the Pedro come out. Yeah, I don't know. I, we'll we'll workshop this. Um, I, I so I guess with with talking about Lude and that the change was in the sixty sixth minute when you had Raheem Edwards coming on the left and Lude on the right. Um, I guess my thought from this was, um, and this is. Again, I'm already, we're only like six games into the season and I'm already beating a dead horse is the the game plan, right? Last week when we had our seven hour long uh, wish list session, my thing was I want to see a plan B. And um, the, the the original game plan, uh, I thought Vermisa was great, right? You saw, um, I would have expected uh, Roger Espinoza to be there playing the Aussie role and Gianluca Busio was instead there, but not as like a... a defensive midfielder killer but as a um i guess you know you would call them regista or whatever these kind of um uh, guys hanging back and making these long passes busio was amazing i cannot believe that guy isn't always playing for uh sporting kc um uh and then and and you know i think um matt doyle had a really great video kind of showing the way in which polito was used to uh because ozzy was man marking him he was used to pull Ozzy out of out of his spot. And um, you can see that in the first goal where then it's Hassani Dotson is chasing um, Roger Espinoza into the box and and loses him. Uh, so that was that was the game plan A. We used the 4-3-3. We thought we could like fill up the midfield. We thought we could just kill um, all the attacks through there. Um, Vermees got it right. Okay, but we were still in the game and my problem is that we didn't see a plan B from Minnesota. We didn't see at any point a real creative force in there. And um, Molino, when he's at his best, is that creative force. Um, Lud, we dream of being that, but he's not. 
and that's where I'm really frustrated where the game plan, I thought you brought in Lud, Edwards, uh, and then we went to the 442 with um uh right, let me make sure I get all the subs here right. We had Schoenfeld and Toy come in and um and it, it just it was completely predictable and um and didn't do anything. I just felt like we didn't create any great chances, um, killer chances. And um and you know, I, I know it's a effing dead horse right now but look you're losing a game at home you might as well throw in this kid and see what he can do throw in check on and give him some once in a while give it that chance and just be like well prove it to us because right now what we're seeing on the field isn't happening but the problem is the same players keep getting the same chances and that that's frustrating so that was my long rant um but that was my main observation um uh but Corey, you you were kind of uh, done with the four three three here. If we're going to talk about game plan, yeah, I mean, I think the four three three was great against San Jose. That's when we first saw that, right? I think. Um, but I I think it was it was right in the but moment we did because see it. we did see it. I think in RSL or Colorado, I'm I'm blanking one of those. Yeah, but. yeah, but so but it was it was the most effective against San Jose. But that's their. You know that's their special, you know, their man marking system. But the the whole thing with the four three three is that it came out during the MLS's back tournament <clears throat> because we needed to. Like we didn't have an Amaria, and we didn't have Molino the whole time. Um, he pulled up with a hamstring um, in one of the matches. I forget which one, but. Um, basically the thing that, that we have invested in over the last two seasons has been our spine, right? Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been Ozzy. It's been Ike. Um, even though that he's out, I think we're much more defensively sound than we used to be, but, uh, you know, we have a gray goose there in the center of the park, um, with the four, three, three, I don't think it, it, it doesn't give us that we're, we're moving horizontally instead of vertically in terms of that spine, instead of, instead of spreading things out centrally like that, where you have Ozzy and Gregush in that double pivot kind of thing, where Molino can sit in front of them almost as like a as a um, as a withdrawn striker or you know uh, whatever however you want to describe it, where where he can be the most creative because he gets that space, um, and I think a Chacon would be great there, but I I don't think uh, I don't think it's wor- the four three three isn't working for us because I don't the 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 space in the middle of the park is different. It's. I understand the the concept of us trying to to slow down and clutter up the their attack in the midfield, but it's just not working because Melito can't be creative. Amaria can't link up with that attacking midfielder. Um, you don't have as much space for a Finley, a Lude, whoever on the left to bomb up and down the flanks because now you have three sets of people. You got our backs, you got our central wide midfielders, and then your uh, left and right attackers. And it just, it clutters up the wings a little bit more, which is we need that space. So I, I'm, I'm kind of done with the four, three, three. So, um, this, this is a good tie into, um, uh, um, uh, Lucas, I believe Pippenhagen. I'm going to say that. Um, why does this team not use a four, four, two, uh, you know, not use the the kind of um, uh, I, I guess it would be with Schoenfeld and Amaria or something like that. Or I, I guess if Amaria is going to come for the ball, then put Toy to pull the yeah. 
Why not? And 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 I'll I mean I I'm not convinced that that's the right move either. I think it is I think the 442 West might be kind of your plan B if we can figure that out where we are down and we need to throw um more ammunition up front. I think you're right. I think it is a it is somebody that has a little bit more finesse like a toy up top with an Amaria who's willing to track back a little bit with a center with some sort of attacking midfielder. Um I don't know if it's a 442 or if it's like, you know, I I mentioned um you know against Columbus we we did a little bit of like this 4132 kind of thing where Ozzy just parked in front of the center backs and it's almost like a 532. Um but if you're if you're gonna go for those two attackers, oh, it was a three five two Rodrigo. So, uh, so um, uh, yeah. Wanna, either oh, way, whatever. So, Rodrigo, um, since you finished eating, um, uh, was it good? It was great. Yeah. Um. So, um, uh, what, tell me about that lack of connection because you wanted to talk about the that that midfield and and how everyone was chasing the game, right? Is is Look, that is to yeah, I mean to add on to Corey's point. I mean, like I'm I'm at a point where like you you, you all have heard me. I've been uh, an adamant supporter of the four four two. I'm at, I'm at this point where I just want to have a two forward system. Hmm. I think, and and one of the reasons is is because the reason that Amaria is 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 not getting the service is that no one seems to be wanting to give him quality service or get the ball to him, and so we have him tracking back so far, you know. I mean, there was at least four or five instances when he was past the half line and passing the ball back and, and trying to start something. And then if you have your forward all the way into your defensive side, then it just makes it even less uh, less productive in, in creating a, a scoring chance. And I think if we were at that point to do a, a two-forward system, right, then if we are continuing to have the situation where Amarillo is not getting the service that he wants, right? He's still wanting to come back. You still have Toy or, or someone else up there that, that, that is um, making sure the center backs are, are aware of that. Yeah, and I, I think, think the, the thing too is in this game, one of the things that frustrated me the most is that you did go to a two forward system, but at the 82nd minute. And I think if we would have gone that with Raheem Edwards and all the one win, perhaps we would have seen a different a different change. Uh, but in addition, the majority of the width that we got in this game was from our left back and our right back. And I think that's something that we cannot afford to do, specifically, and we said it before, that if our left backs and our right back are the ones creating our offense, we are going to be in for a long game of no of no offense whatsoever. And so it wasn't until Edwards came in that he started going wider and started creating some opportunities on that side. But I, I still figure that if, if for some reason we are not be able to get our, our midfielders wide, uh, we, we, we are not going to be that successful into creating scoring opportunities. One thing uh, I observed, I think it was when uh, Edwards finally came in is that um, Gasper took one time when he went really central with the ball. Um, and I thought um, one of the problems on, on the left is that you've got, you always have a left uh, player who's an inside player, right? Pl- moving to the right foot that they're more comfortable on. Um, and that means that obviously the, the outside back, the fullback has to, has to be, stay wide there 
and overlap on the left um, is that if you've got a proper le left wide player, then um, Gasper can underlap um, and and kind of make a run in there. And if the dude is so good with with the ball on his feet, if you're going to send a fullback forward, do that and and kind of change things up there um, and bring out the inner Pedro. Um, um, Kevin Hill asked this question: What should Minnesota United do with Amaria? Um, they have limited time remaining to decide on purchasing him or sending him home. Uh, I had forgotten that he was on a loan. I totally did not did not track with that. Um, we're only six games in, into the season. Um, it's a weird. Well, I, officially, you know, with the regular season. Um, are, are we are we at the worried state with him yet, or is it just still just a, a few yellow flags? Um, I think for one, right now we're just the four three three does not work with him at all, and it actually doesn't work with our offense. Like I actually went back and for our first two matches of the season, we played when we beat Portland and San Jose, we were in a four two three one, our traditional kind of four two three one, and we scored eight goals. I mean, it was against San Jose. We always scored a ton of goals against them, but still in uh, the, all the matches since then, I think we scored 12 goals and four of those came against San Jose again. So like, we're just not scoring at all in our current system. It's very defensive minded. And um, I, I don't know. It just, um, it's a four, three, three. It just seems like Amaria is coming back to the ball too much. And he just doesn't have that central support, the central playmaker behind him so that he can kind of stay forward and get into and like create those passing lanes, uh, create you know, those runs that create the passing lanes to get open, so he can have those kind of just like tap in sort of like back post near post goals um, off of the runs, and we're just not seeing that. And I think before, I mean, we need to switch our tactics up just so we can get some reps in him to see what he actually is kind of made of and what. And I mean, granted, ideally we'll have Reynoso coming in and we'll see how, what that'll do for tactics and whatnot. But yeah, I think we need to definitely switch it up a little bit, switch our, our formations at least to kind of get him back in a formation that he's comfortable with. I think it's also interesting that um, it's not that Amarilla is not in the right place. If you go back to the, the one goal that we did score where the ball got switched over to Finley's side and Finley attempt was a low cross, Amarillo was at the spot if the ball would have not been deflected. And so I, 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 I'm at a point where I'm thinking, yes, he's on a loan. Yes, we understand that he hasn't been able to connect as much as before, but we're also not playing what we usually play. We're not, I don't, what was the last time we played the 4-2-3-1? It was probably the beginning of the season. We did not really use that in tournament at all. And I think our four three three has become the last year's three five two in a sense. Um, and I think uh, in that in that sense, I I I like to I like to have him have him. I, I would say pay him, sign him. I mean, here's the thing, right? He scored more goals than Angelo Rodriguez did in probably two seasons, an expand of like I don't know how many games, right? Right, two or three, so like, yeah. So so he's 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 proven, and we've seen that he's proven that he can score, right? And um, he's definitely and even chasing the game, though. I mean, he each of these games, he's taking a, a terrible shot where you're like, "Come on, dude!" Um, because he he just wants to get going, and and he's not he's not right. seeing what he wants. Yeah, he's forcing it, but yeah. he's forcing it because 
he's not getting the the service that he that he, that he that he's used to or that he needs to in order to be able to do that. He he's there, not he's he's not getting the service and and he's also because of the 433 he's not able to combine the way that we've that we saw in the first two matches of the season. You know, where or even setting up assists, you know, like there was that 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 uh San Jose game where he laid off a beautiful ball to to Gregus who just smashed it in the back of the net. Like he's not able to combine and and do that in the four three three system. Um, I agree with Rodrigo. I with both of you. I I think it's sign the guy. You know, um, I think he's got talent. I think it it is going to change once you know who is announced. Yeah, and I think also hey, just, hey, and just hey, going hey, back. I mean, going all the way back to like uh, we haven't had an effective striker really since Christian Ramirez left the team. Like. Going back, we've since Christian Ramirez left the team, we scored 37 goals during competitive m- matches, and only 13 of those have come from our strikers. And only two of those strikers are left now, are even playing with us now. Like you know, we're missing, uh, uh, you know, uh, Dunlady and Rodriguez now. But like, we just haven't b- had someone who's an effective goal scorer who's just able to make the smart runs to put themselves in a position to ha- make the just easy goals. And until I don't, if Amaria is that guy, then great sign him. But I'm not convinced he's that guy yet. I don't know. I I, I haven't been convinced that Amaria is worth signing quite yet. Um, well, we've got I time mean, though. I mean, exactly. that's the great I mean, thing about the season is that I think we all agree that it's too early to make that. To to, to I mean, we just have to see. We have to see. You know, everything should change, right? We all assume that Bebelo has been talked about as such a big. Uh, game changer for the team that um that you know who who knows maybe maybe he and Amaria will have some sort of like uh uh chummy buddy cop vibe going and they'll you know Laverne and Shirley the shit out of it. Do we know do we know the the um the length of Amaria's loan? Is it six months from when he signed or was it um is it part of the season? I forget what it was. I believe it's through December. Yeah, I would. Ass- yeah, I would assume that it's just the whole. Discussion. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, so they have to decide by December to sign him, or yeah. extend the loan, or purchase, or the option. Okay. Yeah. Well, assume. if that's the case, and then then yeah, you have. We're still early, but I still think there's more potential than we ever saw with Angelo Rodriguez, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that's the thing that we were looking for to to be able to upgrade our, our forward in that sense, and I think we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think we need more forwards, but that's just my own personal thing because uh, I, I feel that if we have if Amari is going to be your number one, then Tori should be your number two. And then if you go into and, and and if you your plan B as you were talking earlier should be that two forward system wherever however you want to lay it out, right? I don't care if it's a three five two or whatever you want to do it, as long as you have a two forward system. You, that should be able to give you at least the the ability to if someone tracks back or forwards, the other one's still up there being being dangerous to somebody. And I and and I like to see that being tried. But again, I don't with without having a solid defensive mind frame. Like without Ike, I mean, I, I don't know if these people are just being too too cautious with the aspect of let these let let the kids play. Mm-hmm. And in in the aspect of SKC, like I was randomly just random thing is I really appreciated 
that they played the young kids and they gave them time to play because they brought in like three or four young kids. Yeah, Jalen Lindsay played at left back. Um, you know, you had Gianluca Busio, who's like eight years old. He's great. And has a beard of a full man, except, well, no mustache thing, but, it, you know. Took me, maybe, took me, maybe, 30, maybe, took that me might 32 be like years a, to grow this. Yeah, that might be a, a choice rather than a, a, a inability to grow it. So, um, yeah, and then they're, um, I think one of their center backs was, no, no, they had an old dude from West Ham. Never mind. Um, so, uh, I think this is my last question for the for this game. Molino, um, he was bad, <laughs> so um, he was struggling. He did set up the the goal, but he was struggling a lot. He definitely uh, was at fault for giving up the final goal. Um, it, so I feel like um, he rarely has a game that's uh, just fine. He's he's either great or. Uh, uh, maybe he does have fine games, but he was just bad in this game. And is that is that just a, a fault of him trying to, having to do everything right when you have no creative players on the pitch and uh, your striker is chasing the game? Uh, you're just you're just forced to to do everything, and so you do nothing. Or it's a formation that he can't. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna say Kevin Molino is our creative maestro yeah. for now. And you don't put him in a formation that allows him to do that. Don't expect him to have a killer game. And, and I, I guess I should say this finally about the, the you guys were mentioning the formations earlier. I, I have no problem seeing the four three three again if we're talking about on the road to LFC or on the road to NYCFC or some or um. But if we are um, at home, you know, we had fifty eight point four possession, right? It's the most possession we had uh, all season. And uh, if we have that much possession, then it's bad news, especially in that situation, right? You, you've you got no only one creative force out there, and um, and you're not set up in a, a situation that, that you should be creating. Um, so you, we do the 4-2-3-1 at home. You do the 4-3-3 on the road. So, you know, not strictly, but the, that, like, makes sense to me. I, I don't hate the 4-3-3 but it is definitely set up to foil the opposition and eke out a couple goals that Greg Goosh creates from set pieces. Yeah. Which is it, fine, it's, it's, but. yeah, it's, it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a Liverpool style four three, three, where you have three ridiculous forwards, you know, um, you know, you have three attacking players. Now, if you had a, an Amaria up top and a Finley on the right and a Bebelo on the left, like, all right, let's let's see what that looks like. Um, but that's not we're not set up to attack like that. Like you said, it's it's let's clutter up the midfield. Great thing about Babylon is like right now we can just imagine all the different things that he will be, and none of them are going to be right. Um, he's he's going to float across the field. Just yeah, like but it's going to be amazing. Just like on a cloud, he'll uh, be like those ghosts in uh, Lord of the Rings. Where, no, 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 no. Oh yeah. Well, once they the, the undead, the army yeah, of the dead, the army oh, yeah. of the undead. Where I've never read the book, so in the movies, the, w- the, the way is the way is shut, baby. The, the way is shut. Once they show up in the movie, <laughs> they just kill everyone, and it's like maybe you guys should have just gone for the army of the undead right away, and then we wouldn't have lost all these people. This this could have solved this whole thing pretty quickly because they just kill everyone anyway. Uh, I can't I can't wait till he makes his entrance into audience and he and he's flying and he and he's riding a flying nimbus into the field. Oh, That's and he's got a see. cape behind him. Uh, Babylon. 
Baby, low baby, now score a goal. I was uh, at the bar yesterday. We were just coming up with uh, um, baby, low songs. Um, so, uh, okay, I want to take a break. We are going to come back. We are going to talk about uh, this weekend, Saturday. They play against Dallas, and then we've got some Twitter questions. Hello, back. Oh. Hi, we're back on the 551 podcast. Uh, I'm Wes. I've got the people here with me. Um, we play Dallas. Minnesota United plays Dallas this weekend, 730 Saturday. Um, uh, I, I guess, you know, to, to, to recap where Dallas is right now, they're fucking terrible. They missed the tournament because they all decided to, um, one of them got Rona and then they all made out. And so they all spread the Rona. Um uh, and so now they're terrible. They've come back. They, um, let's see, they had the one nil loss to Nashville. Then they had like the 2 AM nil nil draw with Nashville this last weekend. What was the, what was the result that I'm missing? Zero, 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 zero with Houston. Oof. Yeah. So, in, in three matches, oh, yes, they yes, have yes. zero goals and one goal given up. Yeah. Cause we had to, I, I put the, the Houston game on one of the TVs. Well, I, I just don't get how like you can be that ineffective when you have a, a, a player like Reggie Cannon on your team. I just, I just don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't know what they've, they, they are not doing. Like they had like a whole month off. I mean, it's, you can't say they couldn't, didn't have time to prepare for anything. I, they, I just, I just don't get it. They've got a couple guys who are kind of nursing injury, like Paxton Pomacol didn't start. And, um, but yeah, so, um, they're bad. Uh, perfect time to uh, get something going. I mean, the thing is, though, they have also only given up one goal in those three games. So it's not like uh, they, they're they doing uh, terribly. They're, they're just killing games and can't score. Matt Hedges uh, has now uh, set records for um, uh, most games played for them. He's awesome. So, it, you know, it's not exactly the team we want um, to get our uh, goal scoring going, which is what we want um, to see. But, uh, you know, they have been bad. So what, what are you expecting from this game, Mark? Um, honestly, it all depends on if we come out in a 4-3-3, it is going to just be almost unwatchable boring. Just because we're going to come out in a very subdued defensive kind of formation. And they're going to come out with their like 3-4-2-1, which is, you know, basically a a five, two, one, one, once they get like the um, defensive pulled back and it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I hope we can do something to game plan for this. That's going to like, I mean, whether it's having a, you know, two striker formation and four, four, two or switching up to going back to our um, old steady uh, four, two, three, one, but we need to do something. Otherwise, if we just continue doing what we're doing, it's going to be just, it's going to be a zero, zero draw with like, one shot on goal per team. It's just going to be mm. boring. Sexy. Exactly how I want to spend my Saturday night. Um, do Do you guys uh, have any uh, predictions? Are we going to... I I think it all comes down to uh, where Paxton Pomacall is. I think if he's fit to start, I think that's going to be uh, a Dallas we haven't seen um, since the the phase one restart. Um, I, I know that Matt Doyle has a huge um, thing for Paxton Pomacall. I mean, we all kind of do, but it's, I, I, I think it's, 
absolutely right that if he is 100% fit and he can come out guns blazing, that's, that's going to be a different look to Dallas than we have seen. And I think we would have a, a much harder time with it. Or it would set us up to do the 4-2-3-1 counterattack and then we could it could be a much more open game. Um, but if he's not 100% fit and he doesn't come in until halftime or the 60th minute, I, I think it's going to be a snooze fest, like Mark said. It's a couple shots on target, no, but nothing will go in, and that's it. Reggie Cannon going to do some uh, do load dirty this match uh, is my prediction. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it would actually be more more, more him him versus Chase yeah, once probably. it's like they'll just the overlap between the two. It'll be a, a battle in the midfield between those two. Yeah. I, I mean, I think also too is that what, one of the things is what what United are we going to see? Are we going to see the one that doesn't press in that four three three like we were pressing during the tournament, or is it going to be the one where just you know we we saw recently where like there seems to be no energy, we don't seem to want to go wide except with our fullbacks. Um, you know, there's that that is really going to determine what um, what what that 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 is going to do because when we pressed. And it was it for 15, 20 minutes. We 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 kind of set the tone for that first first 25, 30 minutes, and then you know you know they're gonna try to try to do the same thing. But that's the thing. Like if you can make the center backs make mistakes and make the center backs go for those long balls, um, more than likely we're gonna be able to to create opportunities. But it depends. Like I don't I don't care if it's a four three three. I don't care if, if what other formation we come up with. But if we are going to hustle for that ball and press for that ball, that's going to be one of the things that. That you can count on, specifically if everyone's healthy. Now the question is, who who do we who do we throw on this lineup, right? I mean, like you've given Molino a go, a go on the left. Um, that didn't really work too well, right? He we know he's more of a central type. He likes to tuck in. Um, I think I mean, we see the. Finley, I think we see is go back to the tried and true. You've got Lud, Molino, Finley. They go back to what worked and. You know. But here, here, my question about that is, what do you do with Dotson? Because there's really been nobody who's earned a spot in the starting line more than Dotson. And the issue is that in the um, four two three one, there isn't really, unless Greg Goose comes out, there isn't really a good spot for Dotson in that formation. No, I agree. But at the same time, uh, right now you gotta, you gotta like, you can't switch around your system just to get Dotson on the pitch, right? Um, so, or at least that's my take. I think that we are going to see that four two three one. But, um, uh, what? Let's be bold. Uh, I'm going to say it's a one one draw. Dire as fuck. Corey, Mark, I'll say. Uh, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and be be positive. I'll say it's a two one. Minnesota. We get a goal sometime in the last ten minutes or so to 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 win the match. Uh, 3-1 Minnesota with two late goals in the last 10 minutes. Mm. Rodrigo? Um, I was going to go with 2-1, one of the goals call, coming from Lude. Oof. Oh, my God. Yeah, you... You, you know Wes's is kink. You know it. Just, uh... Just, yep. Lude me, baby. All right. So, uh, uh, let's, let's move on. We've got some news. we got some baby low news. Uh, baby low. Baby low, baby. Let's go, Rigo. Um... Here it is. Uh, Reynoso is in the U.S. wore a, a schnazzy jacket on on his flight over. We have pictures of him. The team has not announced him. They're still being coy. Uh, Corey, I believe on Slack, you're you're 
explanation was was good, which is I'll I'll let you give it. I won't I won't predict why why they're not maybe not announcing it. Just, I mean, well, so so part of it. W- one part of it is he's like like everything else it's it's not a it's not a huge secret but there's a lot of things that go into it and part of it is his medical his fitness tests uh now you have covid quarantining and testing for a couple of days but then there's also this is going to be a huge signing it's going to be a record signing for us and they're not going to want to just make that a press release they're going to want to have some sort of media blitz Twitter stuff, Instagram, and you got to capture that content. And so they got to do a photo shoot. They're probably doing it this week, some sort of socially distanced yeah, thing. Once, once it gets tested a few times and yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, I, I think you can, he can technically consider it quarantined if there is plenty of social distancing involved where he's really just not coming into contact with people, but you can have cameras up and you can have X amount of things and, and physicians on site, um, to actually do the interactions with them. Um, we'll see. Um, I, I think it, it'll, if it's not announced this week, um, I would say whatever by, by September 1st, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, Toby Seisler asks this question. He, he says, um, best I've heard Reynoso uh, described as something of a Raumdeuter uh, type number 10, which is, I won't explain. But if that's accurate, does our team offense have enough structure to utilize a player who thrives by creating and using space? Um, it, basically, it's this kind of uh, central, he gets lots of leeway, moves around, um, has very little position. Uh, so can we set up in a way that, that kind of just lets him roam the pitch? Corey? Four, two, three, one. Um, I think if you've got somebody like um, Greg Ushinazi behind you connecting from the back line, um, somebody who is bigger in stature, uh, who can fight off defenders, and actually somebody who will who's not on the back end of his career like Darwin was. Um, I think that's what we wanted Darwin to be, but he wasn't going to be that at that stage in his career. Um, This is the guy who's hitting his prime um, or is on the upswing. And I think, yeah, I think it it could totally work, but we've also seen him with, with Boca playing on the left. And so I think he, you you could give him a role and give him the boundaries to be creative and say this is going going to be your role, um, and hopefully he'll he'll make the best of that. We don't know too much about how he's going to play, um, but the answer the answer to, to Toby's question is yes. I think we have a strong enough defense, uh, enough of a spine and power on the wings with uh, target guys up front that yes, he could absolutely do that. Yeah. I think the only thing that might hold us back a little bit and it's what's held our attack back for the history of Minnesota being MLS is our black hole on the left side. Like unless we, like, I mean, if you consider, let's just say he needs someone that he can roam around with. And so you have, uh, I mean, cause Finley's kind of like, he's not a one trick pony, but he's kind of a one trick pony on running up and down at the speed on the side. So say you have, Lude on the right, and then you have uh, Reynoso in the middle with Amari up top. If you have someone like, say, uh, Chacon, who can also be a little bit of a playmaker on the left, 
then you can really have that roaming around where you can have all three of those guys kind of doing interlapping and roaming around. It could be great. But until we get that left side figured out, I mean, I don't think we want to put him on the left side because we don't want our best playmaker to be a left winger because right now our best scorer and playmaker is a right winger. And I think we want to get away from that. Um, but yeah, I think if we can sort out the left, I think we certainly have the personnel to make that click. And, and, and I'll say like utilizing space, if you put a Kevin Molino on the left, Kevin Molino, like he looks pretty good on the left. He's not, I mean, he cut, he needs to cut in and, but he can overlap with chase. He can create uh chances. I mean, the, the goal that, that toy scored in the, uh, in the, in the MLS's back tournament that came from Molino setting him up from the left side. And if you have somebody like Molino, you, you know, you got, you know, Metinair and Finley that are anchoring the right and that's pretty predictable. But if you have something a little bit more dynamic on the left where you have a Molino that can come in and dynamically switch with Bevelo and you also have Chase bombing up and down the left side too, I think that could be, that could be pretty stellar. Yeah. I think, um, you know, from all we've seen from Reynoso is that he's he doesn't score goals, right? He he sets it up like he yeah. he's that connector and he's looking to thread the ball into and to create the overlap and all that stuff, which is great. Um, um, and I, and I think he's going to be extremely useful because then he's looking to service someone the ball, and we and we have a forward that wants to be serviced the ball. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's the connection that we get. Um, but at the same time, like we also need to find someone who who can work with chase on the left side. Yeah. And, at some and, point and, we, we need, a, at some point we need someone to determine who is that going to be. And, um, uh, Lewis has not been that person at this time. I don't know if we are going to get a chance to see Tomas Chacon go in there because with the addition, once the announcement comes out of Bebelo Reynoso, what are the chances of this kid actually getting some more playing time, which brings up the question what the f do we do with Tomas Chacon? Yeah, yeah, a question that we've we've hit a million times already, but yeah, needs needs being said. Um, there's this uh, account Smarter Scout that um added me and was like had this uh, image uh, describing that kind of went through um Bebelo's, uh um positions that that he'd been played last season that I thought was interesting. I don't know who they are. Um, I'm, I tend to maybe look askance at them because they like were so thirsty for a retweet, but um, they, they pointed out that um, last year Reynoso played um, 257 minutes on the left wing and then more like a left midfielder um, for 338 minutes and then 1100 minutes as a central player um, that the attack was the best from left wing, but the defensive and the, the kind of best all around package um, and the top defending quality came as a central attacking player and um and i thought that was very interesting um you know i i hope that we would use uh our best player which i assume that he is going to be our quote unquote our best player he's going to be a marquee player you'd hope that you would he, they would use him in his position but you know uh <laughs> that's a fucking joke but every um, every but thing is every new signing has to play on the left at least mm-hmm. from the beginning. So he's got to put in. But his the dues. problem is, if we put him on the left, it's like the spinal tap drummer. He's just going to get killed. So um, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's take one more break because I, I want to go to um, uh, Twitter questions. We rain, we get rain. 
suggested. Baby, 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 low. Baby, 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 low. Baby, baby, baby. I like the first one. No, I actually. Baby, low. Do baby, low with Come Fly With Me. Try it. Baby, low. I don't know. You tell me, you man. You don't know Come Fly With Me? All right. Come Fly With Me. How's that? There's... Come Baby Below. No. I don't know. Oh, God. Below. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, you got to sing it. I'm not, don't make me sing some. Um, all right. Here we're back. Uh, we've got a few questions. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Matt Barnes asks this question. Uh, everyone is raw about our young DP not getting any time. Has anyone he- heard criticism, heard of criticism from Adrian Heath on his defensive discipline or that could put, we haven't heard anything that is good. Like um, we've only seen, there's just like a couple quotes recently. He's been like, Oh, I'm not on social media, but I know, I know people tell me they talk about him and you know, it's tough for him, but we got to get him some minutes, but we can't like get let, Give him minutes because he's not a real player. So that, that's it. We don't know. That's the quote. I, I can't wait for for our listener to tell us that you got the wrong regional British I accent. I did. <laughs> I did. I actually want to, when I do Heath, I actually do, because I don't, I purposely never listen to him. It, it gives me uh, high blood pressure. Um, and so. Uh, Heat sweats. I, when I, Heat, when Heat I sweats. Uh, imagine Heath's voice, Heat sweats. It's, it's more of a, it's more of like a, uh, 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 Guy Ritchie, like a like a, like a, mu- like a Muppets Christmas Carol no. kind hmm. of. Hmm. Thomas Chacon, I'm not on social media. Um, no, it's more of a Guy Ritchie <laughs> Cockney, 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 uh, like villain uh, accent in my head. So it's like, um, a, it's like a dumb Michael Caine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Look. Look. And yeah, ask the question. Like we have not heard any criticism from Adrian Heath regarding Chacon. Because he doesn't, he doesn't get to see him enough to be able to say anything on the field. Like, the matter of fact is like we're at the point where like, what are we doing with this kid? If we're not developing him, then do we send him back or do we send him somewhere else where he gets where he where he's going to do that? I mean, like, do you buy down his contract? Do you do you? I mean, like, like I want the kid to like he's a young kid and he's just sitting on a freaking bench and not getting any playing time. I'm like. I'm at this point, you know, you know, give him give give him options to play somewhere else if you're not going to be able to use him, especially when you got Reynoso on, on on deck. And when Adrian Heath gets loud, he gets very loud indeed. Sorry, he I was only I, sixteen years old. I did really wish. Chacon is only him. sixteen years old. Uh, uh, <laughs> Brian, Brian said, "I'm I, I I don't I can't handle more Chacon talk. That I love the man. I want to see him play, and it's just going to make us sad." Um, uh, Brian Korstad uh, brings this up about because um, the news kind of got uh, put out by Tyler Clark that um, Minnesotan Makwele Akale, we've talked about on this podcast many times before, not in a while. Um, he's been kind of stuck at Villarreal for a long time. He's been on the Villarreal C team, and never really progressed from there. He just made a move to Paphos FC, which is uh, in the Cypriot League. Um, and uh, they only came into existence in 2014. Uh, they play in a 8,500 person stadium. So, um, but Korstad kind of, uh, um, put, um, just kind of seems odd that he's kind of taking that step. It is kind of a 
a very interesting step for for him. You know, he had he had been touted as kind of something of a star, but um, I think this never really progressed anywhere. I don't know. Maybe someone he came from the Minnesota Thunder Academy. Um, I, I would love to see him. We've always talked about like, oh, I would love to see him succeed there and come here, but I'm not sure if he's kind of gotten to that level yet. So, but maybe he still he still can. He's he's 23 years old. Yeah, it's it's just a weird announcement too. It feels like. The the deal was like, hey, come here. We'll also give a spot to your brother. Yeah, his his younger brother, eighteen, uh, Masango, uh, is also joining their their U nine team. Team. Um, uh, so, uh, let's see. Um, Patrick Mahoney says, with three games in like nine days, what do you think we'll do with the lineup rotation? What would you like to see? Let's do the. I mean, I feel like I can answer this question for you guys. It's like so predictable at this point. Will we see rotation? No, no. Um, no. I mean, we will we see. Didn't... We will see Debasi and uh, um, probably Bebelo come in at some point during that. Right? I think I estimated that the September sixth game would be the first chance we would probably see Bebelo. You know, if we give him ten days, etc. He's you know he's he's not practicing with his play uh, his team but i mean he might get some minutes also if he's a player like that you just put him out there and just see what he can do maybe but um debasi as well like maybe you'll want to rotate aha out and pretend it's for rotation but just because you want to see him in there um i don't know do any any other expectations for that i don't know i, I mean just, just well sorry just go back to them like even if they do play i mean i don't think debasi has played since what february and uh reynoso they called the season in what, like, was that March? Or did they play it into April? I don't remember what they did down there. But either way, like, he just started training with Boca Juniors uh, last a week ago and trained for, like, two days before they got, like, in COVID yeah. quarantine. So, like, he hasn't even trained in, like, months either. Yeah. You um, know who's still training with the team? Who? Tomas Chacon. <laughs> Uh, it's like a Rick roll. I should have seen it coming. Uh, I've got two random questions here. Um, midfield screamers says five dollar hashtag five dollar hams tall boy watch. Ooh, that's probably the most exciting of the watches. Um, no news, just because I mean, there's no fans in Allianz Field, so there's really no news on that front. But I, I did throw, I did reply and said we should really invite Chris Wright to come on to the pod and he could make the full announcement going into the 2021 season that there will be $5 tall boy of hams available in the brew hall. So that's just my, that's my dream right there is to have, uh, you know, if we can do it zoom style and you just have Chris Wright holding up a tall boy of hams and being like, here you go, Mark, your dream has come true. I don't know if he wants to be on this pod. Just going to Pretty sure he doesn't. Yeah, pretty sure he doesn't. It, I'm be, pretty it'd be sure one he of like those uh, those extra time specials. Like, or now we're gonna go to so and so, and it's really just Andrew Weeby to talk to somebody like two hours before they they did yeah. the show. Yeah, that's right. When they, it, they did the same thing with like Gregorish, right? There was like an interview like six days before. Yeah. Well, they yeah they yeah. Um, last question has nothing to do with soccer. Steve Lindley, who is a good friend of this podcast. Uh, Asks, what are the correct emotions to feel about how drive-throughs can be terrible, uh, but also super helpful when you have little kids? Um, Steve has uh, how old are they? Now? I don't know. I haven't seen Steve because of COVID. His he just had twins, but they might be like seven by now. I think they're like six months old. 
Um, they're, they're actually working at the car bucks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, as someone who, uh, every once in a while does, uh, um, drive throughs I can say you don't have to feel like a terrible person, Steve. Uh, I will say that they are bad from planning. So using them is not terrible unless you are using the car bucks on Snelling and Marshall and you block the lane, then you're going to get driven by, by me with my kids. And we're going to sing, get out of the bike lane, out of the bike lane, out of the bike lane. Cause it's the only way I can yell at people and not freak out my kids. So, um, that's all I have to say. Anyone else have anything else to add? I don't know why I unmuted um, now. I Mark, don't. Mark how, let me just fin- finish with this. How are you feeling uh, with the end of, of Bebelo Watch, Reynoso Watch? You, you feeling a little, or maybe the maybe because he has not been fully announced, I shouldn't ask this question yet, but you feeling a little uh, sad? You lose you lose something beautiful? Um, yeah, there's this weird feeling of like... Emptiness. No, like... Why go on? Accomplishment. <laughs> Oh, that too. Joy? That too. Like, joy? Like, wh- man, why has he got darker than the oh, new yeah, Batman? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's 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 weird that it worked out. This never works out. I mean, I mean, I guess we could just move on to Benedetti watch, so it's fine. Oh, That's right. Watches never die, baby. Um, hey, uh, I don't give a shit about Batman. Is that okay? Like, literally, Wait, was a Batman need- question? Wait, hold on. No, what was the Batman uh, question? No, no, no. Batman I- joke. What is uh, Batman joke about the, the new, new trailer, the, the new emo Batman, which oh. I think looks fantastic. Chris Gaines, Wait, the, the, oh, Chris the Robert Gaines. Pattinson Batman, yeah, Chris yeah. Gaines, Batman. The, the sparkly Batman, um, <laughs> the sparkly vampire Batman. Yep, that's the that's the Batman we want. That's yeah. the Batman we we need. The uh, Cedric the, Diggory Batman. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, is a does um is an uh, artist for DC Comics and actually does the Batman comics. Sick brag, buddy. I know. Oh, so humble brag. <laughs> it actually works so well because one, one time uh, for my dad's birthday, he also loves DC Comics. I was like, hey, could you send me a signed one? He's like, yep. I was like, got you covered, dad. Here you oh, go. Did you tell him I that? thought you were going to have him call your dad and be like, did you tell oh, him that Batman. Batman. Batman's a cop. All right. Batman. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, guys. This was good. Uh, everyone, uh, we will be at, I'll be at the Blackheart uh, at 7.30 to watch them uh, just beat the shit out of uh, Dallas five to nothing. Uh, so thank you. And uh, we'll uh, see you soon. Wait, we didn't even talk about Joe Hart or your uh, Rudia's golden ball. Golden boot watch. I know. I'm like, I know. Oh, sorry. You guys are breaking up. Sorry. Wes is too busy trying to defund Batman. It's fine. That's right. <laughs> Abolish Batman. Um, uh, defund I do wanna, Chase. I do want to mention that Tottenham's uh, Tottenham is coming out. Oh, with now like we're going to talk about your sh- One of those uh, uh, like Amazon Corey series. Corey Mutum. And it's uh, All or Nothing is the name of it, which like guys literally you haven't gotten the all. So you, so it's nothing. I don't, I, I don't understand that. You, you can't mute him when a cell phone is about to come. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thanks everyone. Adios. All right. Everybody. Everybody. Bye.